0: And now for the show reflecting on classic radio Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari.
1: You lost your magic. They knocked you off your game. Your Carlness went right out the window. What's with this Carlness?
0: Really? Yeah. From Hollywood, it's time now for... Honey Dollar. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Quiet numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Hello
1: everyone, I'm Carl Amari and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co host is the incomparable Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll stir your nerves with the mysterious traveler from 1950. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs, and a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Mark and I will try to name that tune. Right,
3: Lisa? You got it. We've got Mark on the phone from Downers Grove, Illinois. Hey, hey Mark. Mark. How are you, Mark?
1: Good evening, Lisa. I was the guy at another radio station who told you that I
0: had perfect pitch, and you told me that you did.
3: So even if
0: I... So even if I miss a title, I'll tell you what key the song is in.
3: That's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, I can't always do that, but I can usually play it on the piano at least a little bit. So um, it's a a skill that, you know. Uh, Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad to have you you on with us.
1: You have acquired Perfect Pitch. Uh,
3: I have acquired it.
1: She's acquired Maybe. a taste for Roma Wines, I can tell you that.
3: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think I was born with both of those things. Thank you very much. I mean, much. She's, got a,
1: she's got two gallons Ooh. of it over here, one on yeah. each side.
3: Yeah, I've got kind of a two-fisted thing going on here. A little uh, ice cream but I'll cake. But i bet it never makes her fat.
1: No, well, she's thin. She's definitely thin. Well, she's, it's a three-day-a-week a she's, workout she's fit. Here, so. She's fit, Lisa Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> well, gotcha. thank
3: you so much for calling in, and we've got a great segment because... All of these songs have the word happy in them.
1: Mm. So
3: yeah. um, you right. can start thinking of happy So what are we things. doing? we shout shouting it out? You're just shouting out all the right. title been, of the song.
1: Yeah, I've been thinking about which songs have that word in them, so I'm Did hoping you, I'm ready.
3: All right, well, I hope you're ready, too. Here is the first song.
1: Be happy. But don't worry, be happy. There it is.
3: Don't worry, be happy is right. <laughs> Mark's got to go, that Mark. one. To you go, are Mark. You're absolutely and right. This is a...
1: Right. Who is the, who is the guy? Pharrell. No, this is
3: Bobby McFerrin. Oh, Bobby McFerrin. Yeah, 1988. It was released oh, wow. on his album, Simple Pleasures.
1: Wow. 19- be happy. Yeah
3: There it is It doesn't have a lot of words in it Other than that Be happy
1: It's pretty basic That that one's a little harder To tell what Yeah I think it's in C though Be happy I
3: agree with you I I could literally play this on the piano Just very basic
1: I have no musical abilities.
3: <laughs> Find a little keyboard, I do it for you here. <laughs>
1: Carl, Carl, I think I always do that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you
1: go. Uh, none whatsoever. Oh boy, what a singer! <laughs> I can maybe maybe play the tambourine. I can pr- Mark, maybe. Play did we
3: the meet? Did we meet at the other radio station? No. Okay. No, gotcha. I've never met you. Okay, gotcha.
1: All right, Mark. All right. One. Great. Here's we the texted.
3: next. Here's the next happy song.
1: Oh, the Turtles happy together. Yes. Man,
3: and that's of F sharp line. Wow, that's wow. impressive. It's only right right. To think uh, he's got it. Happy Together by the Turtles to from their to album I believe
1: it's so from Happy Together. That is right.
3: 1967. The album Jeez, was called Happy call Together. it's um, uh, a good song. And you say
1: Flo and
3: Imagine how the world could be so very so don't make them like this anymore. What do you think, Mark? It's a great
1: song, man. No, they
3: don't.
1: <laughs> well, Mark's, got, Mark's doing great. He's up to nothing. right,
3: come on, Carl. I don't know. You can do it. <laughs> Maybe Carl's not so happy. He's not uh, familiar with happiness. Right. Okay, next song. Ooh. I chose you for the
2: one Oh, make me feel
1: very happy
3: There it is Who's singing, Mark? You now made me so happy Is this I'm like so Anger Bird Hunkabledinkle? It's not Anger Bird Hunkabledinkle It's Bur- not Anger Bird Hunkabledinkle it's so close. It's not Who is So, it? this was released in 1967. Would you let me speak it? No, go ahead. By Brenda it? Holloway. Later, a huge hit for Blood, Sweat, and Tears in oh, 1969. Blood, sweat, and tears.
1: Why did I think it was Engelbert Hump of Dinkle? Engelbert Hump. Maybe
3: he's saying it. I don't know. I don't know. You're usually not right, so I'm. Go He's got a tone. I,
1: t- t- I Engelbert wasn't his real name. I no, think gave that he changed the- his day. name
3: to Engelbert Humphredeg. Well, Carl Amari certainly yeah. isn't your real That's name. That's true. Yeah, everyone <laughs> thinks it's
1: a stage name. I wouldn't give myself this name.
3: <laughs> I this was no. given
1: to me at birth. This is my name. Well, gee, you'll have to tell me off the air. What no, this name? is the real name. No, I'm just this my real It's name. the
3: real deal. <laughs> so how many
1: does Mark have He's so got far? three
3: out of three. Oh, man. All right, Carl, you know this one. Oh. I, my bet's on Carl for this one. Here we go. Saturday, Happy days. There oh, you go. You got you on that one. I knew you would. 1970s one-hit wonder rock and wow, roll yeah. band originally called Brother Love. They scored a hit in 1976 with the Happy Days, named wow. to the television sitcom Happy Days. I got
1: one so I, far. Yeah. Is there any more? I think we both uh, yeah. got it at the same time.
3: Uh, I, Carl he, got it. He got yeah. you just by Mike's, a snitch. Mike's the judge. So. I'm oh. the judge. And he, <laughs> well, I knew it. <laughs> oh,
1: <yeah. laughs> Oh, but Carl
3: doesn't know it's in the key of F. No, he no, does not. No, I do
1: not, for sure. <laughs> I bet he doesn't know what that means I <laughs> That's <better>.
3: exactly right. <laughs> I mean,
1: they use a key to open a door, right? It has That's something to do it. with that, right?
3: Exactly. It's there just like go. the same it's thing. That's what I thought. Here we see, go. See, I'm not so and,
1: stupid. And I, see that, and I see the key of F in green. Oh. That, wow. I've got colors thing. with music, yeah. Oh. oh. Well, you know. Oh, uh, I know somebody else who who can do that, too. Really? They can, yeah, they can see the notes and in, in colors. That's wow. strange. Yeah. All well, right. you know the brain. You know there's lots of parts of your brain that you don't use, and some people use more than others. Oh,
3: Carl, we know <laughs> that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's called, it's called synesthesia. Uh, is it? Mm, yeah. Wow. Is there any kind of medication you could take for this?
3: <laughs> All right, so wait now. Anyway. Mark has
1: one, and I. Ha- I mean, no, no, Mark no. Has you three have one, and I have one.
3: Okay, here's the next song. Oh. Happy. Yes. It's just happy. It's just plain happy Uh, Pharrell Williams. You know what? Uh, This was something you won't know, Carl. Released for the film Despicable Me 2 in 2013. Yeah. Written, produced, and performed by Pharrell. You know Pharrell. Pharrell. Pharrell Williams. The guy
1: that wears a hat all the time.
3: He was on The Voice.
1: Yeah. As a judge. I think I might be taller than Pharrell, actually. I
3: doubt it. <laughs> and it is in the key of F. <laughs> there you go. Another key of yeah, F.
1: Yeah, he's right. Wow. Yep. All right, so it's 3 to right. 2, is there one it's, more? There is
3: one more. All right, here we All go. All right, come on oh, Mark, here oh we go.
1: Found rifle, um okay. I don't know it. Oh, that's Shell yeah, Crow. Shell uh, Crow. Um hang it, on, hang on, hang no, on. It, it, it a it's, it's it's a sweet Make me happy.
3: If it makes you yep. happy, I'll take that. If
1: it makes, makes you happy. Oh.
3: There it is from Show I Crow's 1996 that. album. Ooh, I t- we're tied. Yes, we each more? got three. No, that. that's we it. Tied, I have no tiebreaker. I came back.
1: Holy cow.
3: Um, wow. But, Mark, you have a special talent that I really appreciate. <laughs>
1: Wow, Thank I am you. um I'm impressed. If I didn't have uh arthritis in my shoulder, I'd pat myself on the back.
3: Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. That's okay. You gave yourself a nice hey, little uh, what do nice you know? Little, uh, Mark, you Dang know what? There. I'm
1: gonna send you a uh, four C D set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas. You are a great oh, player. Fantastic. Great player. Mark Play again. Call back sometime. We really enjoy having you on the show. Oh, yes.
3: So nice to talk to you again. Thank you for uh, checking out this show as well. All
1: right, buddy. Enjoy. When we come back, it's the Mysterious Traveler. Stick around. More Hollywood 360
0: after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. I mean, I take
1: these games seriously, Oh, Lisa. I know you like I to mean, win. I want to win. I, I mean, know
3: you do, but a tie for you is like, like a win.
1: He's like, Mark was like, I think I got that faster
3: than... It. No way, man! No, he didn't say faster. He said he thought he did it at the same time But we time tied. As you did. Mark
1: and I tied, and he's a great player. He sure is. And I'm going to send him a Twilight Zone.
3: And he has... Uh... You know, perfect fit, just like the movie. All right, The
1: Mysterious <laughs> Traveler. This is a great series, Lisa. Mystery series came to radio in 1943, written by Robert A. Arthur and David Cogan, And Maurice Tarplin, who played Inspector Faraday on Boston Blackie, was uh, the man on the train. He would join us for another Journey into the Strange and Terrifying. And it had New York's best supporting actors on here, including Jackson Beck and Lawson Zerby, Elspick Eric, Louis Van Ruten. It was a great series, and we have a show called The Man from Singapore, April 4th, 1950. Here's part one of The Mysterious Traveler.
4: The Mutual Broadcasting System presents The Mysterious Traveler, written, produced, and directed by Robert A. Arthur and David Copeland, and starring tonight three of radio's foremost personalities, Grace Coffin, John Gibson, and Louis Van Ruden, in The Man from Singapore.
0: This is the mysterious traveler inviting you to join me on another journey into the realm of the strange and the terrifying. I hope you will enjoy the trip, that it will thrill you a little and chill you a little. So settle back, get a good rip on your nerves, and be comfortable, if you can, as we follow the machinations of a ruthless woman. It's a story I call The Man from Singapore. My story begins in the San Francisco offices of the John Bates Importing Company. In a large, well-furnished office, Horace Riker, a junior partner in the firm, sits behind his desk, staring unbelievably at a letter which he holds in trembling hands. He reads the letter a second time, then agitatedly turns to the intercom box on his desk.
2: Blanche, come in my office at once, please. Be right there. Oh, Lord. What can we say to him? What can we say?
5: What is it, Hart? What's
2: wrong? Hey, come in, come in. Close the door.
5: Well, what is it,
2: Blanche? This airmail letter I just received. He's coming back.
5: Who is? You mean Bates?
2: Yes, John Bates, our senior partner. After twenty-five years in the Far East, he's coming back. Flying? Yes. Yes, he's leaving Singapore this Thursday. He'll be here a week from today.
5: Leaving Singapore Thursday?
2: Yes. Blanche, how can you stand there so calmly? Do you realize what John Bates will do when he finds out? $100,000. That's how much I'm short. Horace, get hold of yourself. I took the money for you. You've got to help me. Bates will send me to prison if you don't. And they'll make you give everything back. They'll
5: never get anything back. Never. The house, the car, the money. I'm keeping it.
2: You've never met Bates. He's a vindictive man. He'll send me to prison and you too if he can. Oh,
5: no, he won't. He isn't sending anyone to prison.
2: He isn't? What'll stop him?
5: I always knew that someday he'd return to this country. That this moment would come. And now it has.
2: Yes. Now it has.
5: I've had a long time to think it over. And there's only one thing we can do. What's that? John Bates is never going to reach San Francisco. What? He's going to vanish in Hawaii.
2: Vanish in Hawaii? What are you talking about?
5: He's leaving Singapore Thursday. He'll be in Hawaii Saturday evening and we'll stop there overnight. You and I will be in Hawaii when he gets there. What for? I've told you. He's going to remain there. He's never going to reach San Francisco.
2: Blanche, you mean... No. Oh, no. I'll have no part of it. Would you rather go to prison for 15 years? But murder. Yes, murder.
5: We're living in a jungle where we have to kill or be killed. The sooner you get used to the idea, the better.
2: I stole Blanche, but... I won't commit murder.
5: I can't. You can, and we will. We're in this thing together to the end. But, Blanche, I... There are no buts. You'll do exactly as I say. Just think, Horace. Once Bates is gone, this company will be really ours. He hasn't any relatives. There's no one who will come forward to make trouble. It's
2: wrong. It's wrong. It isn't
5: wrong. It's only wrong if we fail. And we aren't going to. Now... You and I are flying to Hawaii on Friday under assumed names. And we're going on different flights. I want you to shave off your mustache, dye your hair, get yourself a pair
2: of heavy black rimmed glasses. Yes, Blanche. I guess it's the only way.
5: I'll dress as a widow,
2: wear a black veil. Well, won't people wonder where we are while while we're gone?
5: We'll tell them we're driving up to my mountain lodge for the weekend. There's no phone there, it's completely isolated.
2: We'll fly to Hawaii
5: Friday morning... and be back in the office Monday afternoon.
2: You... You've... You've had this planned for a long time, haven't you? Yes. You should
5: know by now, Horace... that I won't let anything
2: or anyone stand in my way. I've loved you so blindly, Blanche... that I suppose I've never realized how ruthless you can be. And it's my ruthlessness that will save us. Now... Here's the rest of my plan.
5: You'll take the flight that leaves at dawn Friday. Now, when you arrive at Honolulu in the afternoon, you're to go to the Dorset Hotel. When you arrive, hire a car. There's the Singapore Clipper now, taxiing up to the gate. Bates will be getting out in a minute.
2: Blanche... It's still not too late to change our minds, even if we have... We've
5: come to Hawaii for one thing, Horace, and we're going through with it. There's no turning back for either of us. Yes,
2: but there are so many things that
5: can go wrong. What if Bates doesn't... Nothing will go wrong if you do exactly as I
2: told you. Look, the passengers are leaving the plane now. Point out Bates to me. What with the darkness and the distance, it's hard to tell one passenger from another. I... There, there he is.
5: That tall, heavy man speaking to the stewardess?
2: Yes. Yes, that's Bates.
5: All right. You stay here in the car and wait.
2: Yes, Blanche.
5: Pardon me. Uh, Mr. Bates?
0: Why, uh, yes?
5: I wonder if I might have a word with you outside. Uh.
0: Who are you? Uh, We've never met, have
5: we? No, we haven't. My name is Vera Charles. I flew here to Hawaii with your partner, Horace Riker.
0: Uh, Horace is here in Hawaii?
5: Yes. As as a matter of fact, he's waiting in a car park just up the avenue. If if we can step
0: outside. Very well. What's Horace doing here in Honolulu? Perhaps it would be better if
5: Horace told you... It isn't a very pleasant story.
0: uh, Just who are you, Miss Charles?
5: I'm Horace's fiancée.
0: Oh, I see. I suppose I should offer my congratulations, but uh, at this point, there are a great many things that need clearing up. Horace will explain, Mr. Bates. Uh, Where's the car?
5: Right up ahead, that black one. Oh. Oh, There's Horace in in the back of the car. Oh, yes, yes,
2: I see. Hello, John. Uh, Horace, uh, what's all this about? It's uh, quite an involved story, John. Will you get in the car? Uh,
5: Thank you. Oh, I think you'll be more comfortable in the front, Mr. Bates. The suitcases in the back will be in your way. Uh,
2: Very well. Uh, Now get to
0: it. What's happened?
2: You remember when I was in Singapore last year, I told you about the office manager I'd hired, Blanche Werby.
0: Yes, yes. You said she was a very efficient woman. Uh, What about
2: her? Well... She's absconded. Uh, Absconded? Yes, with $40,000 of the firm's money.
5: What? Yes, Mr. Bates. She took the money Wednesday. Through sheer accident, Horace learned that she had flown to Hawaii under
0: an assumed name. My word. Horace
5: decided not to waste a moment. Uh, Yes? Horace decided not to waste a moment, but to take action. Uh,
0: What action? Really, Miss Charles? Uh, Oh.
5: (sighs) I thought you were never going to hit him. Now, let's get going. Did, did did I kill him? No. He's only unconscious. But so far, so good. I doubt if anyone even him leave the air terminal.
2: How, how far is it to the spot you picked?
5: It's 30 miles out. They'll never find him, believe me. Blanche, I, I won't do it. I, I can't. I didn't expect you to. I'll do it. We'll bury him out there, and four hours from now, we'll be on a plane going back to San Francisco.
0: Yes, Blanche, there's no question in your mind as to what has to be done, is there? John Bates dies just as you planned, and is buried in a lonely grave on a Hawaiian mountainside. After all, identification has been removed. Then you and Horace drive back to the airport... He returns the rented car, and as two utter strangers, you board a plane for San Francisco. You sit far apart, never even looking at each other. Eight, Eight hours later, you land in California. Disguises are abandoned at your apartment, and the two of you go to the office, acting as if you've just turned from the mountains. As you enter Horace's office, he sinks despondently onto the couch.
5: Get hold of yourself, Horace. It's all over. I admit it was quite a strain, but it's all over now. But but the police... What about them? Bates's plane is due to land this afternoon at four. When he doesn't turn up here at the office, we'll start making inquiries. In the end, we'll turn to the police. They'll establish that he reached Hawaii and disappeared. We have nothing to worry about. You're sure, Blanche? You're sure? Of course I am. With Bates dead, we don't have to worry about the books. They're in perfect order. And in time, we'll own the company outright. (laughs) Yes, it's
1: going to be nice.
5: (sighs) We haven't a thing to worry about.
1: Not a thing. Whenever someone says, we don't have a thing to worry worry about. about. Not a thing. That's a red
3: flag right there.
1: I'll say. Giant (laughs) red flag. We're listening to The Mysterious Traveler with a man from Singapore from April 4th, 1950. And the lead guy in this is John Gibson. And uh, you'll reckon that you'll probably hear his voice and think like, "What? A, what? A, where is he from? John Gibson was the Blue Notes Cafe bartender on Casey Crime Photographer when You know, Casey and Annie Williams would sit in the Blue Notes Cafe bar. They would talk to the bartender. That's this guy on this show. We'll get back to it and more of Hollywood 360 in a flash. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Don't forget, join the Classic Radio Club. We would love to have you as a member. We have hundreds and hundreds of our uh, fellow listeners are members of the Classic Radio Club. We hope you'll want to join as well. And when you do, you get 10 amazing quality classic radio shows sent to you each and every month. You'll also get the full five-hour podcast of Hollywood 360 emailed to you every Monday, and uh, also the Radio Rarity Show. So you get 34 classic radio shows sent to you each and every month, and you can join the Classic Radio Club for under $10 a month, and you get all of that sent to you each and every week and month, and we hope you uh, will consider joining. You also get a PDF, liner notes, and photos of the stars of all the shows, the 10 shows that we send you. Uh, detailed information it's a lot of stuff and uh, it's a lot of fun and uh, it'll bring you a lot of enjoyment for uh, as i say $9.99 a month not bad go to uh, go to our website classicradioclub.com classicradioclub.com and um, supporters of the classic radio club are supporting this show it's our uh, it's our main it's really our main sponsor to the show classicradioclub.com. We hope you'll join. All right, we're listening to the mysterious traveler. This is called The Man from Singapore, April 4th, 1950. Here's the conclusion. Blanche.
2: Yes? It's almost 6 o'clock. His plane was supposed to have arrived at 4. Shouldn't we call the police now? Certainly
5: not. It's much too soon to become alarmed. Tomorrow morning at 11 or so, when Bates hasn't arrived, you'll call the airlines and make inquiries. The following day, we'll go to the police.
2: All right, just as you say. Oh, relax, Horace. I'll do the thinking. Yes, Blanche. It's 6 o'clock. What about supper and some drinks at the club?
5: Oh, fine. We can stand a little relaxation. I'll get ready and...
2: Someone came into the office. The staff have all gone. Perhaps one of them came back. I'll see. Uh, can I help you? Yes. Yes, maybe you can. My name is Garrett, uh, Fred Garrett. Well, uh, come into my office, Mr. Garrett. Thank you. Now, what can I do for you? I said, what can I do for you?
5: I don't like people who stare. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, haven't we met before?
5: No. I always remember people with bad manners.
2: You still haven't stated your business, Mr. Uh, Mister Garrett? I'm uh, looking for Mr. Bates, John Bates. Uh,
0: Mr. Bates? We expect Mr.
5: Bates in the office tomorrow morning.
0: Oh. Well, then you've seen him, uh,
5: spoken to him? Why, no, not yet. His plane only arrived two hours ago. Oh.
0: Well, the plane arrived, but... Uh... Mr. Bates didn't. He he didn't?
5: You must be mistaken. We have a letter here from him that says it... he
0: wasn't on that plane. I know. How do you know? I boarded that plane in Singapore with Bates. Sat beside him all the way to Hawaii. Got to know quite a bit about him after a while. Well, Mr. Garrett,
5: if you say he didn't arrive this afternoon, then I suppose he didn't. Possibly he decided to spend a few days in Hawaii. (laughs)
0: You're wrong again. Wrong? Yes, because he told me he was in a hurry to get to San Francisco. In fact, we had tickets on the same plane. Adjacent seats.
5: I see. What do you make of it?
0: Well, this I do know. I left Bates in the air terminal in Hawaii to buy some cigarettes. When I turned to look for him, I caught sight of him going out the door with a woman...
5: You're staring again,
0: Mr. Garrett. Yes. You know something? What?
2: The woman I saw Bates leave with. She looked like you. Well, that, that, that's preposterous. Why, Miss Werby spent the weekend at her lodge in, in the mountains. You don't say. We do say. I hope it stands
0: up. What do you mean? Uh, let's skip the preliminaries. I'm betting that if the police found out what I know... It would give them an entirely different slant on the whole disappearance. That uh, weekend in the mountains wouldn't stand up. Blanche,
2: if he... Shut up.
5: How much?
0: Swanky office you have here. How much? You know, on that plane trip, I managed to get quite a bit of information out of Bates. Told me he hadn't seen the States in 25 years. Alone in the world. No relatives. What are you getting at? The office force expects to see John Bates here tomorrow morning. Right?
2: Well, they're going to. What are you talking
0: about? What's the matter, Mr. Riker? Don't you recognize your partner, John Bates? No, that's a price we won't pay. Oh, now, let's not be too hasty. Look at it this way. If I'm John Bates, then John Bates can't be missing. Which means there'll be no need to notify the police, start an investigation, which may end, uh, well... Who knows where? From the looks of this business, I'm sure there's enough for three. No. I'm afraid I can't take that as an answer. Tomorrow morning at exactly nine thirty a.m., I'm going to walk into the reception room of this company. The rest will be up to you. <laughs>
2: Good morning, Horace. Good to see you again. Good morning, John. Welcome home. When did you arrive? Yesterday afternoon on the four o'clock plane. Well, so this is our San Francisco office. Yes, uh, to think you've never seen it before. Oh, uh, John, this is our office manager, Miss Werby. Blanche, this is Mr. Bates.
5: How do you do, Mr. Bates?
2: Well, so
0: you're Miss Werby. Horace has written so much about you. This way
2: to your office,
0: John. Oh, thank you, Horace. It's good to be back in San Francisco after all these years.
2: It's hard to believe I've been gone 25 years. Here we are. I hope you like the way it's decorated. Hmm. Yes, yes. Very nice. (laughs)
0: Very nice indeed. I'm glad to see that you two decided to act sensibly. It shows excellent judgment.
5: I think we'd better have a clear understanding about
0: everything right now. Of course. Now, as far as the business is concerned, I have no wish to interfere with the way it's being run. I'm sure that I can trust you, too, and that the books will be in perfect order.
5: There's more to it than that.
0: I want to know just oh, what... Come I... now, Miss Werby. Let's not go into details when I've been home less than 24 hours. <laughs> we'll discuss it another time. Uh, Horace, would you have the cashier make out a check to me for $5,000? $5, $5,000? $5, Yes. Yes, I'm going to spend the day looking for an apartment, buying a car, acquiring all the necessities that a man in my position must have. Now, hurry it up, will you, Horace?
2: Blanche, why don't you stop pacing the floor and sit down? Have a drink.
5: In two weeks, he's taken $17,000.
2: Well, it isn't as though the business couldn't afford it. Oh, you fool.
5: Where do you think it'll all end? He'll milk the business dry.
2: Well, perhaps if you were to have a talk with him, point out... It'll take more than a talk. Oh, to
5: have gotten rid of Bates and then have had this happen. Well, he isn't going to get away with it. Now, Blanche, there's no the use... The second Mr. Bates is going to join the first. No. No. You think I'm going to let him blackmail me out of everything? Blanche,
2: no. We were lucky the first time. This time, something's bound to go wrong. No, Horace. I'll take care of everything.
0: Yes, Blanche. You've known it would have to be this way since the day that Fred Garrett walked into the office, haven't you? In the two weeks that have passed, You've already formulated a plan. Your coldness towards Garrett gives way to warmness. Soon he's spending more and more time in your office. Then one day, you invite him up to your mountain lodge for a weekend. He arrives on a Friday evening, pleased to find that he's your only guest. Ah, dinner was wonderful, Blanche. So was the liquor and the place... Most of all you. (laughs) Thank you.
5: You're the perfect guest, Fred. Easy to please.
0: Uh, Not Fred Blanche. John. John Bates.
5: Yes, of course. I I keep forgetting.
0: You shouldn't. John Bates is a much safer name than Fred Garrett. (laughs) In more ways than one. (laughs) Another drink? Sure, why not? You having one, too?
5: Of course.
0: Fine. You and I are going to get along, Blanche. Gonna get along.
2: Fred.
5: Fred. That's it. Fall asleep, Fred.
2: Horace. Yes, Blanche. Is he is he out? He's dead to the world. I thought he'd never pass out. It's almost 1 a.m. The late hour makes it all a better.
5: The road will be empty. Pick him up, Horace, and carry him out to the car while I get his suitcase. Yes, Blanche.
0: He's
5: real heavy. Hard to manage. He won't be for long, Horace. Not for long. Hold Mr. Garrett steady, Horace. He's leaning on me.
2: Yes, Blanche.
5: We're almost there. Did you park my car where I told you to?
2: Yes. It's hidden just off the road. Good.
5: Well, we haven't passed a car yet. The mountains are really deserted at this hour.
2: Uh, well, what if one comes along? It isn't likely.
5: But if one does, we'll see the headlights long before it reaches us. Here we are. Now, help me get him over here behind the wheel. That's what I'm doing. There. Good. Now, get out and come around here.
2: Is he still unconscious?
5: Yes. Look up and down the road. Is there a car coming either way? Uh, no, Blanche. And stand aside while I release the brake and close the door. There. Now, Horace, one push. There it's going.
2: Look how fast it's picking up speed on the downgrade.
5: It'll go off the road at the curve. There. It's going through the guardrail. There it goes over the cliff. That's what comes of drunken driving.
2: Come on, Blanche. Your car's parked up the road behind those trees. Oh,
5: no. We're going down the side of that mountain to make sure he's dead. But but he must be.
2: That was a hundred foot fall. Maybe he is. But we're going down to make certain. But Blanche, it'll take no us... No buts. I've got to be sure.
5: There's the car near the stream.
2: It's completely demolished. He couldn't have lived through that.
5: He better not have.
2: Look, Blanche. There he is, lying near the car. He was thrown out by the crash. Yes.
5: See if there's any heartbeat.
2: No, Blanche. I, I don't want to touch All him. All
5: right, I'll do it myself.
2: Is he... is he dead?
5: I can't find any heartbeat, and yet I, I'm i not certain.
2: He must be dead. No one could survive that
5: far. Maybe not, but we'll play it safe. What are you going to do? Horace, help me drag him a few feet to the edge of that stream. We'll leave him by the edge of the stream, face down in the water. Blanche, must we? I'm sure... Take one of his arms. Now, pull him along slowly. That's it. As if he'd called to the stream for water. There. His face is in the water. We'll wait a few minutes, and then we'll leave. What did I tell you, Horace? It's worked out perfectly.
0: Uh, come in.
2: Miss Werby's here, sir.
0: Uh, Sure in, Sergeant. Yes, sir. All
5: right,
0: to come in, Miss Werby.
5: Yes, Lieutenant.
0: Well, that'll be all, Sergeant. Yes, sir. Uh, Have a seat, Miss Werby. Thank
5: you. I... I can't tell you how shocked I was, Lieutenant, when you phoned and told me that John Bates had been killed in an automobile accident. How did it happen?
0: Well, suppose first you tell me when you last saw Mr. Bates.
5: Why, Friday night. He arrived at my mountain lodge at about 8 o'clock as a weekend guest. Mm -hmm. He told me that something unexpected had come up and he'd have to return to the city that same night.
0: Well, then what happened?
5: Well, we had supper and he started drinking. Very heavily. At 1 a.m. he started to leave. I see. I tried to persuade him to stay overnight, that he was in no condition to drive, but he wouldn't listen.
0: And that was the last you saw of him? Yes.
5: How how was he killed?
0: His car plunged through a guardrail. Fell 100 feet down the side of a mountain.
5: I, I never should have let him drive off in that condition.
0: That looks like an open and shut case. Except for one thing. Yes? An autopsy was performed on uh, Bates. Seems his neck was broken. He was killed instantly. Oh, I see. But there's one little thing. What do you mean? What we want to know is how could a dead man drag himself six feet to the edge of a stream?
5: Why, I don't understand. Well,
0: fortunately, we do. See, Miss Werby, we've been questioning Horace Riker for the past three hours. He's finally confessed to everything. No. He claims it was your idea from beginning to end. No.
5: That isn't so. I had nothing to do with it.
0: Riker claims you forced him into it. He's made a full confession. Looks as though you're it, Miss Revy.
5: No. It was he who planned it all. You must believe me, Lieutenant. You must. He he threatened to kill me if I didn't do as he told me.
0: I see. Riker, in here.
2: Well, they've been questioning me for hours. Questions, endless questions. I've told them we don't know anything about Mr. Bates' death. I've told them. Then you didn't confess.
0: No, Miss Ruby, he didn't. We haven't been able to break him. But your confession will do. You tricked me.
5: You tricked me. Yeah, but
0: I wasn't the only one who tricked you. So did Fred Garrett.
5: Fred Garrett? You know that he isn't John Bates?
0: Yeah, we found out this morning he isn't. Garrett blackmailed you, didn't he? You were forced to accept him as John Bates because he knew you'd killed the real John Bates. Yes, he he blackmailed us. He was bluffing you all the way. Bluffing?
5: But he threatened to go to the police.
0: Police? (laughs) He'd hardly have done that. Why not? Fred Garrett was a fugitive.
5: A fugitive?
0: He was wanted by the Singapore police for murder. Just an ambitious woman trying to get ahead, trying to make sure her tracks were well covered. But she was too efficient. If only she hadn't made the mistake of dragging poor dead Fred Garrett to the edge of that stream. Oh, well, you can't be right every time. Unfortunately, in Blanche's case, the mistake was fatal. Well, that reminds me of next week's story, Retreat from Tomorrow. It's about it two scientists who try to learn what the future has in store for our frightened world, and... Oh, you have to get off here. I'm sorry. But I'm sure we'll meet again. I take this same train every week at the same time.
4: You have just heard The Mysterious Traveler. Which is played by Maurice Tarplett. In the cast were Grace Coffin, John Gibson, and Louis Van Ruten. Original music is composed and played by Al Phanelli. This is Bob Emmerich speaking. All characters in our story were fictitious, and any resemblance to the names of actual persons was purely coincidental. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.
1: I like the Mutual Broadcasting System because it got along with all the other stations. You know, got got along with everyone. It was very, it was always mutual. You know, it's like, hey, I'm mutual.
3: Hmm. You
1: know what I'm saying?
3: No, can you explain it one more time? I didn't quite was, pick up on the joke.
1: Got along with everybody because it was mutual.
3: Hmm. Don't, still don't get it.
1: Anyway, that's the mysterious traveler. You know, we don't play a lot of these. No. You know why? I'll tell you why we
3: don't have. There's no, I
1: have a lot of them, but they are not direct from master recordings. We only have a few that are direct from the actual Mm -hmm. transcription discs, and you know we're all about quality here. I was talking to one of our um, our classic radio club members today. In fact, you know, and he was like, "Man, the quality of of the uh, CDs that we get, it's unbelievable because they're like almost high fidelity." You know, for these classic radio shows, and I and I said, "Well, that's what we're all about. That's our signature. That what that's what puts us above the rest because we are all about playing and selling on the class in the Classic Radio Club the finest quality." And so, I don't have very many episodes of the Mysterious Traveler that are direct from the transcription disc. This particular one was; it was very good quality. So that's why we don't air a lot of uh, Mysterious Traveler shows. The Man from Singapore, starring John Gibson, along with uh, Grace Gotham and Louis Van Ruten, as heard on, yes, you're right, Mutual, mutual. April because 4th, it 1950. It did. It got along with it. It was
3: very, it was, you know, very mutual. It was, yeah, very
1: copacetic. Um, all right, it's time for This Month in Music
3: History. All right, let's see if you can know the, name this song. Nineteen eighties.
0: Yeah, I'm sitting on this bar stool talking like a damn fool.
3: at the 12 o'clock news booths. And i have given up hope for the afternoon soaps and a bottle of cold Definitely brew. Definitely a college song. Is it any wonder I'm not crazy? And too much time on my hands. Yes. Bye. Is it any wonder
1: Um, I don't know who sings this.
3: This is Styx. Oh, sticks. Yeah, of Too much a, time on yeah, my hands. It's a Paradise Theater album, number wow. nine on the Billboard charts.
1: It's a good tune. It's
3: a great song. Wow. It's got that 80s feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Picture this with the big I hair. Wasn't
1: a, I wasn't around in the 80s yet, you no, know, because I'm only 25 now.
3: Yeah. Well, just to uh, mention that um, your age, mm-hmm. um, you might want to check out, I don't know if you've had a chance, Carl, you might want to check out our Facebook page and check out the photo that i just posted you, you posted a
1: photo of I me did. and I without did. my permission
3: no i always have your permission you've oh. written, you've signed the contract i me. did
1: yeah yeah sure and I we're did. all
3: loving your your socks and sandals
1: yeah well i wear socks and sandals yeah. it's comfortable it's a
3: good look in the winter you know what listen i don't falls. care
1: anymore i care about comfort you yeah know? i do course. the same thing yeah
3: yeah all right thanks lisa sure
1: more of hollywood 360 after this short break More Hollywood 360
0: after these important messages. And now
1: back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's a terror tale with a twist ending. That's three T's, Lisa.
3: Right. counted pretty high there. The Whistler from
1: 1947 will also play Is It Real? Or is it Ridiculous, the music edition, right, that's Lisa? Right.
3: These are all television theme songs.
1: Television theme songs.
3: Yep, really ridiculous.
1: Okay, that's uh, all in our next hour. Make sure you join us, uh, and we'll see you soon.
4: Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors